At AJ Products, we're dedicated to delivering intelligent solutions tailored for your business needs. Specializing in warehouse and project planning, we bring efficiency and sustainability to the forefront. To elevate your business, visit ajproducts.ie. The Russian embassy in Dublin is shrinking. In recent years, staff numbers at the embassy have dropped by half, and Moscow's ambitious plans to expand its campus in Rathgar have been rejected on national security grounds. And now, the Irish government is refusing visas for incoming Russian diplomats. But why? It's all part of the government's plans to greatly scale back the size of Russia's diplomatic operations here. Since the embassy opened in 1973, the South Dublin base has been suspected of various spying activities, including the interception of communications. Here's Irish Times crime and security correspondent Conor Gallagher. Suspicions, I think it's fair to say, have been borne out over the years. There's been several instances of Russians or Soviets being caught red-handed engaging in intelligence work and has led to several incidents of Russians being expelled. This is in the news from the Irish Times. I'm Bernice Harrison. Today, what the government fears is happening inside Russia's embassy in Dublin. Connor, before Russia's invasion of Ukraine in 2022, the Russian embassy in Dublin was the second largest in the country with more than 30 staff. And that was made up of diplomats and support staff. They were working out of the embassy on Orwell Road in Dublin. But now we've learned that there are only 15 accredited staff working there now. What's happened? Yeah, and actually, uh, by the Russians' account, it's only 14. So basically what has happened is the government has been looking for a way to reduce the size of the embassy for a few years now. I mean, at times, the number of diplomats in the Dublin embassy equaled the number of diplomats in the London embassy, or near equaled, which is kind of crazy if you think about it. So after the war in Ukraine, the the full-scale invasion, which was launched in February 2022, a few months later, the Irish government expelled four Russian diplomats, formally expelled four under the Vienna Diplomatic Convention, uh, which allows host countries to expel diplomats if they think they're engaging in undiplomatic activity, which is usually just code for a spine. And that happened almost in tandem with uh, Russian diplomats being expelled from embassies all over uh, Europe. So um, it was more a way of protesting the, the invasion you know, Gardy would have identified these four officials as being involved in intelligence work, probably would have identified them well before the invasion. But the invasion kind of gave the government the, the excuse it needed to expel them. Since then, the government has been reluctant to expel more diplomats, uh, formally through the, the Vienna uh, Convention. Uh, the main reason of that is when you expel a country's diplomats, they will usually respond by expelling your old diplomats uh, in in their capital city. So the Irish embassy in Moscow is pretty small. It's you know five or six people. So um, the, the fear is if we expelled more, the Russians would end up shutting down basically the, the Irish embassy uh, altogether. They didn't want it to go down that route. So they've come up with a workaround. Obviously, when a diplomat comes into the country, they need to apply for a diplomatic visa. Now the government have started uh, examining and scrutinizing all new applications for diplomatic visas from Russia and basically refusing all of them. 
And as a result, the the number, because of, you know, natural attrition, the number of diplomats in the embassy has now fallen from 30 uh, just two years ago to uh, 14 or 15 now, depending on who you're asking. So it's a really, really significant drop that the government has been able to achieve quite quietly on the sidelines, or sorry, in the background without kind of making a big international issue out of it. And Connor, has there been official pushback from Moscow? There hasn't been an official response uh, from Moscow. When we learned of this two weeks ago, we got on to the, the, the Russian embassy in Dublin and spoke to a spokesman about the issue. And he complained about the Department of Foreign Affairs unacceptable visa and accreditation policy. He said, since last year, Ireland has stopped issuing new visas to incoming staff and has refused to extend accreditation for staff already in the state. I'll just quote him here. He said, as a result, many members of the staff have had to considerably overstate their tour of duty here, but then had to leave Russia due to personal reasons without any replacement. He continued, all that in a very significant and negative way reflects on the work of the embassy, which includes consular assistance to thousands of Russian citizens in Ireland, as well as Irish citizens. So, He's basically accusing the Irish government of being very, very stubborn and, and intransigent on, on the matter. And the Russian embassy and, and their ambassador, Yuri Filatov, have consistently denied that the embassy is an intelligence gathering hub. Um, you know, not very credibly, if you ask me, based on what we know about it, um, based on the sheer size of it, both in terms of personnel and acreage. Um, but that's their, that's their position. How unusual was it that Russia's embassy, up until very recently, was the second largest in the country? Highly unusual, and and if you look at the figures, they're 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 pretty remarkable. Uh, you know, only the American embassy uh, had more staff accredited to it, and one of the reasons the American embassy has so many staff accredited to it is um, they have the pre-clearance thing in the airport here, and uh, all of those staff uh, would be classed as diplomatic or administrative consular staff. The Irish government and Irish security services, um, Gardaí and the Defence Forces, have long had concerns about the size of the Russian embassy in Dublin. And these concerns go right back to when the embassy first opened in 1974. At that stage, uh, the Russians proposed sending over 22 diplomats, which was very large uh, for a, a delegation for a country which has no significant ties to Russia. You know, there's not a huge Russian diaspora here. Our trade links are pretty minimal. So it's just odd to have that many. And indeed, at the time, um, Gareth Fitzgerald, who was Taoiseach, wanted the embassy to open to, you know, uh, open new markets in Russia for Irish agriculture. But the Department of Defence, who was headed by Paddy Donegan, raised objections and, and he said... The Russians or the Soviets, as they were then, of course, were more interested in in espionage than trade. And he complained that there weren't enough agents in the Irish security services to keep tabs on on all the the Russians they were proposing to send over. So, as I said, the Russians wanted to send over twenty two. Donegan estimated that uh, when wives were included, this would increase to forty four, uh, and he said that thirty of them would likely be involved uh, in, in spying. Donegan's suspicions i think it's fair to say have been borne out over the years there's been several instances of russians or soviets being caught 
red-handed engaged in intelligence work and has led to several incidents of Russians being expelled. Indeed, Ireland has only ever expelled uh, diplomats from two countries, Russia, stroke the Soviet Union, and Israel uh, much more recently. So that number 22 over the years increased, ebbed and flowed to a certain extent. And before the war in Ukraine, it was 30. And Gardaí and other intelligence services here believe that a good portion of those were involved in um, intelligence gathering. We've been talking there about the number of diplomats and the support staff, and I suppose that's the diplomatic mission. But if we can just talk about the actual embassy building in itself, it's not a building, actually. It's a campus. And just for people who are listening who may not be familiar, it's the Russian embassy is on Orwell Road. It's not in what we would classify normally in Dublin as the embassy belt. This is it's which would be maybe Dublin 2, Dublin 4. This is in Dublin 14. It's in suburbia. It was always behind tall gates, but now it's behind sort of a reinforced structure at the front. There's a guard, the car outside. Um, And all the way up, houses have put the Ukrainian flags flying outside. So it's sort of a very unusual scenario, I think, for an embassy. You can't see what's going on behind these tall gates. You never could. Now, plans to expand the Russian embassy were blocked in 2020 um, on the grounds of protecting national security. You reported on that at the time, Connor. Can you remind us exactly what the Russians were planning to build? What what was the expansion to consist of? So this was a a really, really significant expansion, the building of several new buildings on uh, on the property, kind of an underground bunker, new accommodation, new uh, storage rooms and computer server rooms, and a really, really substantial um, expansion of the embassy, which, you know, was already quite substantial. So the government obviously saw this and they objected, which they, they can do. So a new law was actually passed specifically to allow uh, the government to object to planning permission on uh, national security grounds. And that law had one purpose, and that was to stop the the expansion of the Russian embassy. So this was uh, implemented in in early 2020. The Russians' uh, building work had already begun, I I should add, and presumably it stopped. Um, There's a lot of kind of unfinished work in the embassy, uh, or there was when I visited there last year. The Russians say that they do intend to carry out the work and are in negotiations with with the Dublin government, but it's really unclear if they if they will be permitted to expand it. I, I mean, I imagine the their justification for expanding it would be even less convincing now that there's only 15 of them there. And did they say at the time what they needed this expansion for? What, what was the point of all these bunkers and, and storage facilities and so on? Just the most mundane, normal, uh, activities you you would want to do in an embassy. It's a uh, accommodation for staff, car parking, um, underground. They you know a covered car parking, that sort of thing. But that wasn't believed by the Irish government, who got expert advice and and and, and you know studied the plans quite carefully before coming to their conclusion. Coming up, why would Russia choose Ireland as a base for a spy network? I'll continue my conversation with Conor Gallagher after this short break. At 
AJ Products, we're dedicated to delivering intelligent solutions tailored exclusively for your business needs. Spanning offices, warehouses, industries, workshops, schools and public spaces. Specialising in warehouse and project planning, we bring efficiency and sustainability to the forefront. Our offerings include versatile storage solutions and comprehensive office project design and implementation. With over 45 years of experience, we stand as your trusted partner in smart B2B solutions. To explore all we have to offer, visit ajproducts.ie and elevate your business with AJ Products. Okay, so it's fairly clear that national security is code for spying. So it's fairly clear that it's believed that this is a base for spying. But why would the Russians choose Ireland as a base to operate a network of spies out of? It's clear they're not spying on Ireland. So what are they spying on and who are they spying on and why in Ireland? Well, partly it is because they're spying on Ireland. Ireland is a member of the EU, so has access to confidential EU uh, plans and proposals. Say, for example, the plans to uh, fast-track Ukrainian membership of the EU, which would be of great interest to to Russia, or plans for um, improving EU defence cooperation. There's a big push on for that at the minute. Ireland also has huge amount of technology companies and headquarters for for large multinational companies they would be of interest uh, to Russia from from both economic and, and kind of statecraft reasons the other side of it though and, and maybe this is more traditionally why Ireland has been targeted is um it's beside the UK so um, officials here engaged in intelligence gathering work might be able to gather um, intelligence on the UK without as much attention as, say, if they were working from the London embassy. Um, also, Ireland has a very, very small uh, security apparatus. So Russia has, and, and before that the Soviet Union, has used Dublin as a training ground for young agents where they can learn the, the craft, so to speak, uh, without much chance of being caught. Um, so there are a few... Um, significant reasons why Ireland is 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 viewed as a valuable hub for for Russian agents. Okay, so official measures have been taken. The 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 staffing levels have dropped by half due to the non-issuing of visas and so on. Uh planning permission has been refused. So, if the aim is to stop the Russians from operating a spy network out of the embassy in Ireland, is there not a worry then that the issue may have gone underground? Absolutely. And that's a worry for security services all over uh, Europe. Since the invasion of Ukraine, Russian embassies have come under far more scrutiny, both from, say, members of the public and the media and from security services. And as a result, Russia has diverted a lot of its intelligence gathering apparatus uh, to its network of emigrants and um people from friendly countries. So, and not to disparage the many fine members of the Russian community living in Ireland, but they are relying more and more on, on Russian nationals to, um, to gather uh, intelligence and nationals from countries which might be more friendly to Russia. You know, there was a, a group of um, Bulgarian um, people arrested in the UK not too long ago, accused of spying for Russia. So they've decentralized their intelligence gathering apparatus to a large extent in the EU and presumably in Ireland as well. 
So is Ireland alone in this? Are are other countries making moves to reduce the size of the Russian embassies in their countries over similar spying concerns? I don't know if other countries have been using the same method of refusing diplomatic visas. Um, Other countries have expelled much larger numbers of diplomats uh, from their uh, from their embassies. No EU country has taken that kind of the nuclear option of um, expelling the ambassador themselves, because that would that's basically cutting off uh, diplomatic relations entirely, and that's a big step, and it's hard to come back from that. Um, you know, European countries know this war in Ukraine is is going to end at some point, probably going to end at the negotiating table. So it's important they have some connections with Russia um, and Ireland uh, is taking the same line it really doesn't want to act unilaterally in this regard uh, and that's why it's gone down this road the kind of more subtle road of um, refusing visas uh, rather than expelling uh, lots of diplomats. Now, at the Munich Security Conference, uh, the Taoiseach Leo Varadkar, he said 15 diplomats was a pretty large embassy and he said and we think that should be adequate for their needs here. So it's quite out in the open now. Yeah, well, um, so for a long time, the government were uh, very reluctant to comment on the activities in the Russian embassy. Um, Even when they were expelling those diplomats, they would only say they were being expelled for, uh, I think the phrase was... uh, undiplomatic activity but yet uh, I was over in the Munich security conference with Tonista and Taoiseach and yeah they were asked about it several times as you said that the Taoiseach there Leave Radker said 15 is an adequate size for that country and you know basically they should be happy for it and uh, Michal Martin was even more explicit when I asked him about it and um, he said to me that they've taken steps to significantly reduce uh, the, the number of people in the embassy um, particularly people he said who are performing intelligence functions um, and he said that each new Russian diplomatic visa has been uh, scrutinized and he says that the Russians are also doing the same to Irish diplomatic visas so this isn't happening in a, in, a, in a vacuum but he said that the government has no issue with legitimate Russian diplomacy but that, that when we were advised by our intelligence services that other activities are underway we take steps to make sure that's not happening he told me and what are the long-term implications for our relations with Russia I suspect Russia is going to have to make do with a substantially reduced embassy even if relations do improve I mean uh relations between Russia and Ireland are at their lowest point, certainly since diplomatic uh, relations uh, began, and probably lower even than when Russians were caught red-handed spying here. Um, There is absolutely no love lost uh, between um, the the two governments. Uh, But as I said, they do want to keep the pathways of communication open, but it's hard to see them moving from this stance and allowing more Russian uh, diplomats in now that they've got it down to 15, which they say is a, should be adequate for their needs. Conor Gallagher, thanks very much. Thank you. That's it for today. For more reporting on crime and security issues from Conor Gallagher, subscribe at irishtimes.com forward slash subscribe. I'm Bernice Harrison. This episode was produced by Suzanne Brennan. In the news, we'll be back tomorrow.